So obviously there's been a lot of talk about the uh, PlayStation 5 prices, pricing. Mm -hmm. Not just the PlayStation 5, actually, but uh, the Xbox Series X, Series S, the digital-only PS5, and then also all those fresh graphics cards. Now this morning, I just put out a video on a little console killer gaming PC type of type of build. You didn't even watch it yet because this is in the last like two hours I put this out without you even knowing. I did. I get a notification. Oh, all right. Know. Okay, fine. That's anyway, I had a blast playing with this little thing because I was actually crushing some of the figures on the PlayStation. I had a 3070 inside of this system and having, you know, I'm having a lot of fun with it. But then I come to realize, you know, in that case, Gigabyte sent it over. But you can't even, these cards, man, it's as crazy, if not crazier, than the, the game consoles mm -hmm. with these new uh, graphics cards that everybody wants. So it's just gaming madness this holiday season. And I found this cool article. This is uh, by Sean Hollister over on The Verge. Trying to track down, trying to figure out the true price of a PlayStation 5 and Xbox and all those graphics cards if you wanted to get one right now and if you were willing to pay the markup. So he went along, he skimmed eBay, looked at eBay for a while, tried to figure out, okay, what's the average selling price? He took a bunch of listings into consideration for all these various items and actually put together a nice little chart. So I guess if you are considering going to this secondary market, to the resale market, at least you have a rough idea of where you should be price-wise as opposed to just pulling the trigger on the first, let's say, $1,500 listing because mm -hmm. you're just balling out of control. No, you should know what the average figure is. Now, there's obviously a lot of money to be made in that secondary market, in the resale market. We've covered that a few times, but we now have an actual number for what that money to be made is. So at the top of the list, the PS5 disc model, with a retail price of $499, the average street price, $1,024. So right around double. Now, there's an interesting tidbit within the article that there are some listings with a pre-configured buy-it-now price that don't sell, that actually lapse. So it's not like every single PS5 is selling. There are opportunities there if you're willing to pay that $1,000. Mm -hmm. So this is just giving us an idea of like, of, of how tight the demand is. And also, another thing to mention, turnover, which was another thing that he tracked. How many units per day? It's around 1,000 units per day. So that oh. market, that secondary market with the consoles is flowing. Right. There's a supply and a turnover taking place, which would be the thing that would lead certain listings on those buy-it-nows to lapse and for those opportunities to still exist. Not the case with those graphics cards. The no. graphics card drought is for real right. beyond what's happening with the PlayStation 5. And the way that we can figure that out is because no listings lapsed in this particular study and those price points, hmm. those nasty price points and the overall turnover. So, so they're just way too much demand. Way too much. They're just not supplying enough. Wait, like, let me, let me just, let me break it down like for you, consistent okay? Wise. The PS5 Digital... $399 retail price. That one's $990. Another interesting fact right there. Hmm. Because That's it's a hundred double. Yeah, it's a hundred bucks less retail, but people don't really care in the secondary market. They'll take either one. Right. You only have a $34 discrepancy on the average uh, secondary cost on the eBay cost. 
for the digital only. So people just need to get a PS5. That's what that indicates to me. Or there's less of a supply of the digital only. Mm. Uh, Xbox Series X, retail $499, street price $835. We already kind of knew the demand was a little bit less on the, on the Xbox side, but still, that's a pretty hefty markup. Series S is also selling for more. $299 is the retail price that we were having fun with, that we were excited about. That's selling for $471 on the street price. Mm. That one is, uh, I didn't expect that markup on that one. Yeah. And now we get into the RTX graphics cards. Okay, $3090, $1,500 retail price, selling for $2,076, secondary market. RTX 3080, almost doubling up, $700 retail price at $1,227 average. 3070 is a $500 card, but the street price on that, $819. Hmm. And even the AMD cards as well, uh, marked up, 6800 XT, RX 6800 XT, 649 Retail twelve thirty two street price. So, gaming is big. Gaming is hot this holiday season. It is the thing that everybody wants, whether they're on the PC or on the console. There are a few opportunities, as mentioned. If you're in the market for a PS Five, check those buy it now listings. Some of them do lapse. However, if you're looking for a graphics card, good luck to you. Uh, may God be with you. <laughs> yeah, good luck. I'm just wondering, like, I guess these prices uh, <laughs> will potentially go up during the Christmas season. It all depends on supply. So we heard from the president of Sony that they were going to have more units before 2021. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the holiday season. Mm -hmm. So the only thing, the thing keeping these prices down is that there, there are some restocks that are still taking place. Yes. So... The real question is, I mean, we would have to have more insight into supply to figure out what will happen with these prices. Mm. If the turnover stays roughly the same at about 1,000 units per day, but the supply to that market, to eBay, from those restocks is about 1,000 units per day, yeah, then it stays sort of where it is. I see. But there's one thing for certain. Post-Christmas, there's going to be a drop-off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And most people are going to have the thing that they want and... And uh, Sony will have a chance, and all these manufacturers will have a chance to catch up to the demand. So, uh, but yeah, man, it's look at it. It's across the board. It's a that's the that's the amazing part. It's across the board, no matter how you choose to game. And I, he could have added uh, the Nintendo Switch to this because mm -hmm. even the Nintendo Switch certain bundles are getting marked up as well. Mm. And that thing's been out for so it's just gaming. Yeah, it's yeah. just gaming this holiday season is the. Uh, is the big interest, and these are big price points. My God, yeah. I mean, there's only it's a good time to sell. There's only a handful in there under a grand. Uh -huh. Whether I mean, uh, you could get a 3080 for yourself at 1227, and maybe that's a good question for the audience. If you got about a thousand bucks to spend, are you going to go for uh, a, a PS5, an RTX 3080, or an RX 6800 XT? They're all kind of right around a thousand bucks. And, uh, well, obviously competing as well, but my experience in the video that I just made, which you can go and check out, as an example, I put the 30, RTX 3070 against the Xbox Series X in that video. And maybe I'm not going to tell you what happened, but you can go yeah, take a yeah. peek for yourself. And the 3070 is actually a little bit less on the secondary market than the Xbox Series X right now. Hmm. So I'm just, but you do need a whole PC to go with it. Yeah. So... 
that's yeah. worth considering as well. Today's sponsor, also a nice little choice for the holiday season with a discount currently. I'm talking about Manscaped. This is a, well, that's a stocking stuffer right there, isn't it? Nice little package. A nice little package they put together for the grooming. You take care of yourself. We take care of one another. Maybe you purchase this for a loved one or maybe you treat yourself well. Why not? Because you got to, you know, you got to treat your skin right. Of course. You can't be nicking yourself up on the holiday season. You got to be your best. Well, yes. Special events. Uh-huh. Whatever they happen to be. So Manscaped, uh, I told you, told you guys in the past, this is personal hygiene. This is trimming for the sensitive regions. This is keeping your act together. That's what that is. They use a ceramic blade, which is not going to, it's not pulling or tugging. It's a, uh, I've used many razors over the course of my life. Yeah. All over the place. All you're over. you're a beard guy. Look at me. Have it maintained. I got hair. Look at me. I got hair everywhere. You do, yes. And so I'm very familiar with all the various blades and clips and brands and things like this. And and this one, this ceramic blade thing is for real. It is, it does make a difference. And there's, I mean, there's even the the the, the, the shaver has a tiny little flashlight in it as well to illuminate the areas you're shaving. So that you have more control, you can see what you're doing, mm -hmm. and also less of a chance of causing an issue. Even though with this ceramic uh, blade, it's unlikely. But they sell more stuff at Manscaped as well, not just the shaver for the intimate regions. They've also got uh, all kinds of products, including ball deodorant. Uh, the name speaks for itself. They got the toner, which has aloe vera and hazel extracts. Uh, cleanser, uh, crop cleanser, body wash, full body wash. You can also use on your hair. Uh, I mean, they have foot deodorant, nose and ear hair trimmer. You can put together a whole package for your for yourself and save 20% right now, plus free shipping. All I got to do is go to manscaped.com slash Lou. That is manscaped.com slash Lou for 20% off. It's the you can be the ballsiest gift giver this year. <laughs> they say it could be for your partner, dad, brother, or friend. Get them something they'll actually use, and it's also sure to get a laugh. And and Or, you know what you can do is if you really need this, and you really want this yourself, you can just drop a hint to mm. your loved one mm. to say, you know, check this out. You just send a link. You just say, what do you think? You know, check it out. You can yeah, drop a hint. Have some fun with it. Have some fun with it and uh, get your lawn mowed in the meantime as well. All right, what do we have next? Oh, speaking of the PlayStation 5, once again, that's manscaped.com slash Lou. Don't forget the slash Lou part. It's 20% off. Don't screw this up. Back to the PS5. Man pays 900 on eBay and gets a concrete block instead. This, this is a... Uh, it's getting out of hand. This is the thing now. Yeah. For the rest, as long as this marketplace exists, we're going to have a new update of all the various items in the universe that are have been substituted for PlayStation. Mm. Because we had the rice. We had the Foreman grill. Pictures of the PS5. We had pictures of the, the PS5. Only. only the box ships. And yeah. now we have a, con a concrete block. What? Why are they shipping it? Why does it have to be a block? It's so heavy. 
Like the No, so I think that this image is a little misleading. My understanding reading the article oh, here is that maybe it's like a smaller little brick It was or just something. yeah, it, it was a it was it was concrete <laughs> filled box. Yeah, the picture here is like a le legit concrete cinder block. Cinder block, yeah. A man who paid almost 900 to win an eBay listing for a PlayStation 5 claimed to receive a concrete block. He was in Orem, Utah. He thought he had managed to obtain one of these consoles. However, his PS5 box was containing a chunk of concrete. Man, I'd rather get nothing at all. That is sad times. Brutal, brutal stuff. And he called the cops. They're looking into it. eBay themselves, they say, look, we're going to crack down. I mean, I don't It doesn't sound like they're cracking down because I got a hot news story every day around here mm. on this stuff. But they say we're going to crack down, especially on a higher priced item. So maybe they got to go out. They hire uh, some extra manpower, be out there hunting those wacky looking listings. Uh-huh. However, you just got old-fashioned scammers that could just set up an account and a uh, one-time deal, just make a thousand bucks and send this. It's very difficult to police this thing. Uh -huh. So it actually, part of it falls on the buyer. Check that feedback rating. Make sure you're dealing with a legitimate seller. If you can't, mm -hmm. I know people are desperate, so they're clicking buy now on from any listing. But you can quickly click on a person's profile if you're unfamiliar with eBay. Man, I got started. I've been on eBay. Yeah. You, you know. Have I gave you that story before? I mean, yeah. at one point in my career pre-YouTube, I was buying uh, pallets of gadgets from Circuit City in the U.S., which would be the returns. And then I would take the whole pallet, a pallet, you know, a shipping pallet, I would peel it apart, and then I would test all the various items mm. in there to find whatever was working. Mm. This was not a lucrative business for me. Because a lot of stuff was not working. Yeah. And my ability to repair things was somewhat limited at that point, though it did improve as time went did on. Did you find like a rare thing? What's the best thing you got there? No, I mean, it was a lot of, you know what it was? It was a lot of, there were some uh, like RC cars and a lot of speakers uh. and uh, an odd laptop. and But you would get it for cheap, man. You could get a Circuit City return pallet for, I don't know, like 600 bucks. Yeah. And there's maybe, at the time, there's maybe like 60, 70 items on there. Uh -huh. So you're thinking to yourself, you know, if a few things work, I could hit the jackpot. Yeah, or repair something that was just That was like, easy, but you know. again, it's getting picked over along the way, so you never really uh, know right. who poached what. Yeah. And if they took the good stuff before it ever got to you, so you needed good connections. Hmm. And the thing was, I just... Well, it was an experiment. I, I had a lot of experiments as a youngster, yeah. uh, as, a, so as a young heard. entrepreneur. Yeah. You got to try this kind of young stuff world. out. You learn, you learn something which stay, stays with you to this day. So anyway, I would have these eBay profiles, and I would be very aware of the feedback rating that people would have because of who, who I'm going to do business with and, and also just for myself how important it was to maintain it mm -hmm. so that other buyers would trust you back. So anyway, I'm just saying, if you're new new-ish, eBay user, you're just a one-time user hopping on for a PS5. It's one way to pretty much ensure you're not going to get a concrete block. Yeah. Because you're dealing with somebody with a track record. Here's some Samsung news. Apparently, they might be killing a popular phone. Do I have one right nearby? No, I don't. Uh, yeah, in 2021, we might not see another Galaxy Note. Huh. That would be... Different, obviously. There's been many of them, many Galaxy Notes, and uh, apparently insiders say the company won't continue to produce it. There's been a drop off in those 
ultra premium smartphones. I mean, we're talking about a smartphone, what is it, like 1200 bucks or whatever, mm-hmm. the Note series. And the marketplace has just changed. Samsung actually improved their number of shipments over the previous year. They actually did good, did okay. You yeah. did good. But it wasn't necessarily where you would expect it to be. It wasn't in these very uh, premium price tag devices. And there's a ton of overlap, man. When you look at like an S20 Ultra yeah. and, the, and the latest Note, yeah, I mean it's not a lot of it's not a lot of you got the pen. Yeah, the screen size is almost. The it's same. so comparable. Mm-hmm. The, the camera module was actually a little more versatile on the S twenty Ultra. It's a lot of crossover. Yes, and the thing was originally the Note was the big phone. Yep, that's a selling point. Now, the S twenty Ultra is enormous. Their their Ultra model is enormous. Mm-hmm. So, do you really? Is it too many? Options. Well, I'm just talking right now. Obviously, we have a report here. Insiders, whoever they happen to be, say that the Note series is on the chopping block. So, yeah, the most recent model, Note 20, Note 20, Note 20 Ultra. Did they call it Ultra as well? I can't even remember yeah. at this point. Yeah. A phone that I liked. However, I always have these high expectations for what I'm going to do with this stylus, and then I never do end up using a stylus all that much. Plus, I'm going to throw something else in the mix. We reported recently on this show about the Samsung's commitment to the foldable devices. Yeah. And now you're you're getting into that range and territory as well, price-wise, where you're thinking, if Samsung cuts back the Note team, takes that team and puts them on the fold devices, and figures out a way to get the pen input over there, that makes even more sense. Yeah, essentially have a foldable Note. The Z Fold Note. Yeah. We just made it. They're already working on it. But yeah, they're committed to making the Fold a thing that's here to stay, even though the numbers uh, in terms of sales are still pretty pretty small at this point. Mm-hmm. It does feel like they're like it serves more of a purpose than having this crossover here, which is so much like the flagship they're already doing. Mm-hmm. Plus, on top of all that, they're talking about putting a stylus on or bringing a stylus with the S21, which is uh, coming out very shortly. Okay, so there is no point for a Note 20. But that's what I'm saying. They just get, like, instead, the leading model of the Galaxy S, the S21, will come with a stylus, and future versions of Samsung's foldable phone could also work with the attachment. Again, these are reports. What do you prefer, though, the the shape of the uh, S20 or the... Note 20. It gets weird when a phone gets that big. Visually, aesthetically, I like the look of the Note series because it has more of a uh, squared off yeah, kind of design to it. It looks a little simpler, but holding it, my God, when you hold these things, they're enormous. So mm-hmm. it, phones at this scale tend to feel even bigger than they are the more the, the sharper the edges are. Right. Even though right. sometimes the sharper edge can give you a more confident grip because you're like, well, I feel that sharp edge. Just when the phone scales up so much, and I did use the, I used both of them actually for a while. Um, there's something a little bit more comfortable about the curved edge with a gigantic phone. Right. So we'll we'll see what happens here. Uh, it's interesting because if the S21 Ultra comes with the stylus, is everybody going to want a stylus? And is it going to have a little bay to keep it in, or is it going to be a peripheral on the side? It's a lot of questions. Again, it's a report. 
Yeah, maybe they're trying to converge the uh, the S20 line. Yeah, maybe. S21. Yeah, maybe. No, instead of becoming a dedicated launch, just becomes one of the items inside of the S series. So you have S, like right now you have S20, it'll be S21. You have S21, S21 Plus, and S21 Note. Maybe, yeah. You see how you can do that? Yeah. yeah. Or S21 Ultra Note. (laughs) And I guess the Note will just have a pen. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just a yeah. pen version instead of being an entirely different launch. Now, obviously, they benefit from having multiple launches because they get their name back in your mouth over and over again on the social media. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Samsung again because they have a separate event. But it doesn't matter if you don't move the unit. All yeah. the hoopla without the movement of the unit, it hoopla. really... Hoopla, that's right. Oh. It wasn't really worth it. So we'll see yeah. what happens, but it could be it could be RIP to the Note series. Uh you let me know in the comments if you're going to shed a tear or not. Uh, Apple, you know, we, we talk about this M1 stuff, and I stole the Mac Pro from you, and there's a lot of questions around how this will impact the Pro part of the lineup, even though I realize they call the 13-inch laptop, they call it a Pro. However, we all know, being pros ourselves. <laughs> God, it's so dumb. I'm a pro now. Imagine you could buy your way into a pro. Like, no, anybody can walk in the store and buy a pro thing without being a pro. Yeah. Anyway, we do make content for a living, so whatever. I'm calling you a pro. I'm not a pro. You're a pro. Willie Do's a pro. Anyway, so the question remains, what are they going to do with these pro models as they transition from the Intel-based stuff? Of course, today you can still buy a MacBook Pro 16-inch or a Mac Pro, and it's going to come with Intel based hardware Hmm. so they got to do something they got to get their own silicon in there but they can't put this eight core stuff you got to have more versatility and uh, you got to have more cores so you can currently configure a mac pro with how many cores we have a absolute beast over there the one that was spent too much money on i don't even remember how many cores it has it's 28 28 cores is it was that the was that the previous max xeon chip or xeon here we are. Here we are hunting, core hunting. Anyway, the talk here is that they will be working. Yeah, the current is a, t- a 28 core Xeon available in the Mac Pro for about a billion dollars, by the way, too. Yeah. For that thing, we have no idea what the specs are for it. <laughs> However, uh, no, it's just it's just a fun thing that you get to do when you use Final Cut Pro on a daily basis. You uh-huh. get to just spec out a stupid thing. However. It's not worthwhile at this point in time. Like, I mean, people are going to be avoiding this thing like the plague. You can't be going, specking out a Mac Pro right now. That's a nasty move. Because uh-huh. all this new silicon stuff, I mean, you're better off getting one of those MacBooks in the meantime. Yeah. What and was the performance uh, incentive? Was it like double performance? For what? Uh, for the M1 chip versus Okay, Intel. so I, I do feel the need to draw a distinction right now. It does matter what software you're using. So... I if guess. you're trying to jump on there and just like load up Adobe Premiere on yeah. Mac, then forget about it on this M1 stuff. Nothing yeah. is optimized. It's a disaster. Yeah, yeah. So you still want to use the Intel-based hardware if that's the life you live. Although if you're using Premiere, I don't know why you're using a Mac. Like you don't, right. there's no real incentive there. You can get a better cost of performance on the PC side if you're going to be using Adobe's Video editing tools. But Final Cut, though. But Final Cut, though. But Final Cut, though. It's uh, uh, Yeah, it's big, crazy what hugely. you can do on the M1 stuff. And it will be even crazier to see what we're going to be able to do 
once they implement it into pro models, the rumor right now is up to 32 cores of their own silicon in an upcoming mini, by the way, half-sized Mac Pro because, well, they've done all kinds of fancy stuff with the cooling and all the rest of it as well. Uh, that likely won't come according to these tipsters. I mean, I'm, re you know, again, it's, it's, it's in the future at some point. So this all, none of this is uh, for sure yet, but apparently that Mac Pro model is slated for 2022, but there could be faster desktops in the meantime in uh, 2021, later 2021. And of course, I, we all fully expect to see something happen with the 16 inch model. Uh, possibly getting a 16-core version of what's happening right now in the cheaper models. That could be an exciting machine as well for all the Final Cut users mm -hmm. that are out there in the world. One thing that bugs me is that Apple doesn't do make a uh, 2D equivalent software to Final Cut, like uh, Photoshop equivalent. Of course, yeah. they have the Premiere equivalent. Yeah. But Photoshop, you're still working with Adobe. You're still on their creative cloud system, and you're still waiting for them to bake in any kind of optimizations mm -hmm. for this new hardware, which takes forever. So maybe one day, maybe Apple should buy Adobe. I don't. Does that make any sense? Maybe. Probably not. We. I don't know that we would want that because on the PC side, that would be over. Although originally, Logic. What, what did they buy? Was Logic an independent, and they bought it? The audio software. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I, yeah. We're going way back. We're going old-fashioned here. It doesn't matter. Point being, don't buy an Intel-based system at the moment. Keep using what you have. And if you want to get some of the M1 juice at the moment and see how it can impact your workflow, if you do use Final Cut, maybe just pick up a Mac Mini in the meantime. Yeah, yeah. You know, 1000 bucks, and wait for the pro stuff. This stuff holds its resale value anyways. Mm -hmm. And then... Uh, and then get the uh, Apple Silicon inside of a Pro machine, whatever they end up putting, whether it's 32 cores, 16 cores, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of upcoming MacBooks, they might look a little bit different too. A uh, recent patent reveals that Apple is working on a new matte black finish. Well, not just for MacBooks, but also potentially for future iPhones. And uh, this, of course, br brings, uh, brings into frame uh, some of the... Uh, memory of the uh, what was it vanta black oh yes did these, these these very the darkest black color which absorbs all the light and they put it on the bmw and it uses it's, it's all kinds of fancy science in order to make this stuff work but it's it's so black you can't i mean there's like no reflection it looks unreal when you see it vanta black 2.0 now that stuff is incredibly volatile you wouldn't want it on your consumer electronics because all the grease and mm -hmm. grime shows up it's nasty really and even the car when they did it on the bmw the journalists and whatnot were not allowed to get super close yeah. to it definitely not allowed to touch it so you can't be you damage it essentially so you can't it's like a microscopic version of those audio cones that you use for sound diffusion huh. like you will actually break the little fibers yeah the, exactly yeah. so you're going to need some sort of commercial variation of this that has durability characteristics mm -hmm. and apple claims to have figured that out through this anodization process the patent which can be read uh where the united states patent and trademark office uh, describes the anodized part including light absorbing features and pores containing colored particles to maximize 
the matte black effect. These are similar characteristics to what they're doing with the Vanta black stuff. Apple claims that the anodization could be used on aluminum, steel, and titanium, allowing it to be used in a variety of applications. Now, Apple did make a black MacBook once upon a time. Did they? It was uh, a plastic product, though, and it did not look that great, even though a lot of people wanted it just because it was kind of fun to have the black MacBook, also known as the Black Book. But yeah, the plastic showed all kinds of wear and tear. And uh, at the time, you had the white model or the black model. Like, it showed all the scuffs and grime, but it was cool. I mean, it was cool. Oh, yeah. It was kind of a cool... Very stealthy. A cool product, and it's, it's just been a really long time. Now, Apple's gotten close with this space gray stuff. And if you notice, Will, they don't put out a really black iPhone either. It's always graphite or... I mean, since I guess the iPhone 5 was mostly black, but it showed every nick and scratch. They didn't... They did. Currently, there is no real rock-solid way to do black black on a gadget outside of putting glass over top right. of it yeah and then getting that reflection so this could be the ultimate matte black macbook and iphone uh, coming if uh, this patent comes to fruition i mean that looks really nice okay right. you're into it you know matte black macbook coming up for willie do they'll get working on it right now that's all they needed all they needed apple. was you to do give it. them a go-ahead that's it Apparently, Oppo is working on a new smartphone with a removable camera module. Now, we've talked about many variations of this. The, a previous patent, I can't even remember the brand, it was actually the, the removable module came from the top, like you picked it out of the top, mm. kind of where other manufacturers have put those motorized components in the past. This one, you actually pull the, the whole brick off the back, and you'll see the patent if you just scroll down a little bit further there, the initial drawing, and... I don't know how it's going to fit in there. Is it a clip or a click or possibly a magnet? But I know what you're doing right now, Will. You're sitting there curious of why you would need to do something like this. Mm. Now, in a land full of smartphone slabs, I think some of these brands are just imagining things maybe before there's a practical application or solid marketing for it. They're just mm -hmm. thinking to themselves, well, we need something. Yeah. We gotta be thinking a little bit outside the box here mm -hmm. because we're trying to sell smartphones and everybody's got one and they all are basically doing the same things. Well, anyway, I suppose what this could allow you to do is to swap place, lenses. Well, yeah, swap cameras and, yeah. and which would therefore swap lenses. So kind of like an interchangeable lens system. Yeah. Similar to micro four thirds or uh moment. Oh, oh moment. Yeah, well moment does a lens on top of your pre-existing yeah, yeah. lens this could be an entire entire module swap uh -huh. although i mean some of these phones we were just talking already have four cameras do right. you if you can have them all at the same time why are you swapping unless you've got a much bigger sensor that swaps out with it it could be interesting uh of course the speculation here on tech radar is more around uh just getting different getting a different perspective like being right. able to place the camera uh, smaller for taking selfies, things like this, if it were to work, transmit to the camera, well off the camera, huh. well off the smartphone, transmit huh. to the smartphone, well off the smartphone. Look, of course, it's, it's, it's just a drawing at the moment, and they're definitely ahead of the game, but I like where you were going more than a, a, a different way to take selfies, at least for myself. Yeah, or it could be different modules in there. Not even cameras. 
Yeah, I don't know what, but right. I don't know. No, I think I think it's I think it's cool the way you went with it at first. An interchangeable lens camera system yeah. for a smartphone, which is able to take advantage of a much larger sensor because oftentimes with these multi-camera setups that we have right now there's some sort of a compromise when you switch over from the main camera yeah because they just you know they're secondary mm -hmm. this way you could have the same full uh, full sensor size now i don't know how to how to implement this obviously i'm not the one making it but presumably you could have more uniform performance across a variety of focal lengths right and it's a nice profile you just slot it in there and then you don't need to have any attachments so willie do's uh, helping out the tech world here Come on, he, apple, he's not only uh, he's getting an he's forcing apple into a matte black uh, m1 macbook pro but he is also now forcing oppo into an interchangeable camera system for an upcoming smartphone hmm. absolutely uh, one more thing you're definitely going to want lg is developing transparent oled automatic sliding glass doors we have seen them, uh, well, we've, we've seen transparent OLED displayed a number of times, but sort of in the, mostly in the trade show setting and a little bit of uh, commercial application, I believe in a subway system in, in various cities where the actual glass in a subway car would be a transparent display. You've seen them show it off. I mean, there's Linus uh, showing off a transparent TV. Now, listen... It's uh, not perfect, obviously, as a TV because, well, there are sacrifices you're making by not having a, a back on the display. It looks cool, but would you, you wouldn't necessarily want to watch video or play a game there permanently compared to a regular display. Mm -hmm. However, for other applications, it can be really cool, this technology, including not just the subway car and on the window, but also now potentially sliding doors. And you see these sliding glass doors in office buildings and various other places. And this would this would allow them to showcase, well, presumably ads. Yeah. Presumably ads, but also in this case, you can see a welcome note. Maybe you're walking through the airport, something about the city that you're visiting. It's a very high tech kind mm -hmm. of feel to it. It's a science fiction feel to it, which I typically vote for. Yes, very much so. And uh, And apparently it's already in the works. Uh, LG Electronics has signed a memorandum of understanding. I believe that means we're going to cut a deal with Asa Abloy, a Swedish conglomerate with a long history and lots of experience developing automated doors. So this deal is like, we can sell an automated door. You guys are experts in that. And we'll do the OLED part. And that means we're making it. And that means people are buying it. And if people are buying it, it means we're going to see it in the world. So it's actually further along. This is not a fringe thing. This is actually going to ha happen likely sooner than later. Right. Speaking of futuristic, Aptera is now taking orders on an EV that claims to never need charging. Mm. I don't know if you've seen this thing now. It's hard to compare it to the other successful electric vehicles in the marketplace, Tesla and others, because this one is, well, it does not look like a typical car at all. It looks like some sort of a crossover of a, motorcycle and car it's so tiny uh -huh. little three-wheel vehicle which i think elon has taken shots at in the past saying he would never develop a three-wheeled vehicle because uh -huh. of safety concerns and 
and other things. However, that didn't, that didn't stop this group. Aptera needed to develop something incredibly efficient so that they could, and in this article on Car and Driver, they call it a battery with wheels. Like basically all the weight is the battery and then, and then it's the most minimal materials possible to get these incredible range figures. We're talking about hitting uh, previously seemingly impossible target of 1,000 miles of range huh. on a charge. 1,000 miles. And doing Without so with charge. a 0.13 coefficient of drag, allowing it to expend only 100 watt hours of energy per mile. I know that means a lot to you, Will. The point is, the thing is stupid efficient. So it, how does it charge? Solar. It's solar. So their claim, um, now it's not like as you're driving, you are converting solar into electric in real time without, you know, you're expending more energy than you're gathering. Uh-huh. However, you have to park your car. And depending on the environment in which you're driving this car, the thinking is that it will be capable of charging fast enough and being efficient enough while you're driving it that you'll never need to plug it in, that there could be scenarios for users where they never need to plug it in. Yeah, this How, seems like the best case scenario. For the future. Is, yeah. Yeah, but um, well, I think you're leaving out one really important part though. Well, where's the solar panel thing? Well, the solar panel's there, it's on the top. The, impor- the important reason why, the, 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 the trouble with this being the future right now is you got 18 wheelers on the road. Yeah, this looks delicate. You this got looks SUVs like on the road, man. Yeah. And I'm just saying, look, I don't I don't think there's been crash tests yet. But I'm just saying, you put the dummies in there, I'm concerned a little bit. Uh-huh. And definitely with Elon coming out and saying, look, I'm not interested for safety reasons. I'm all for it, man. Science fiction, uh, energy efficiency, drag coefficient. I'm for it, man. Uh-huh. But I got to just put the other side in there. It's uh, You always give something up, man, to be this lightweight. Now, crazy enough, this tiny little thing. So, so the solar roof array, by the way, just real quick, is going to add 40 miles of range over the course of a single sunny day. You can add extra panels to the hood and hatch to add another 24 miles of range. Uh, again, you're going to need some sunny weather. It's not going to do as well over here in the winter, obviously. Now, what, what impressed me was the zero to, zero to 60 times because the thing looks kind of like a... It doesn't look fast. I, I mean, it, the shape of it looks fast, but it just looks so uh, like a like a bicycle or something. It looks like efficiency at all costs. I didn't expect it to be fast. However, the three-wheel drive model can apparently do zero to 60 in 3.5 seconds, mm. which is not nothing. It's something. For a high-efficiency vehicle yeah. like this. The heaviest model is going to come in around 2,200 pounds, so it might actually be fun to drive. And uh, the pricing will range from 25,900 to 46,000, depending on the options. It doesn't look like it has very much cargo either. We should also say that. Right. I don't think you're going to haul too much uh, stuff in here, but apparently they're taking uh, pre-orders. So what you can give them. I think it uh, it started on December the fourth, I believe. You can give them 100 bucks. Started 7 p.m. on Friday, December 4th. I think I'll give them 100 bucks. Let me see. Can I give them 100 bucks? I'll order one of these. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can give them 100 bucks. So, driven by the power of the sun. I mean, the thing looks cool regardless. 
safety concerns aside, that thing looks cool and fun, and uh, I'll pre-order, and maybe uh, maybe they'll give us an earlier one we can bring to the new studio. Yeah, that's uh, We'll get in touch and see if we can play with one of these app terras maybe even before it hits the market. It's a very cool-looking thing. You got to admit that much. All right, last story today. I'm sure you heard this one. We got the boxing match coming up. I didn't even know this was in the works, but, man, boxing is a whole... It's a whole different thing now. Uh-huh. And... It just seemed like a perfect 2020 kind of announcement because things have been very weird. And we 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 came we just came off of the Jake Paul knockout of Nate, Nate Robinson, Robinson. Yep. and the comeback fight of Tyson and Jones. And you started to realize, oh wow, boxing is kind of social media now. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's I mean, there's all there, I'm not trying to disparage anyone. It is a the competitive thing exists, and the world champions are out there. Uh-huh. But these big ticket, the big, the big money appears to be made through social media. And the evidence of that is that the previous fight, was the, it was a Tyson deal with Triller, yep. a social media company. This is another social media deal. And that's where I get interested in the mechanics of the actual fight. I will talk about the actual fight as well. Okay. But I want to hear your opinion. The mechanics of the, on the business side is really interesting what they did this time. It's a company called FanMio, and it's a way... It's a platform for uh, interacting with your favorite celebrities. I don't know if it's like, I remember this one called Cameo, yeah. which lets you get a shout out for some money. But anyway, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a social media element to it. And they're marketing for how to sell the event. By the way, I'm talking about Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather, which you may or may not have heard. Uh, is to price it low right now, Will. And then having an increasing pricing tier the longer you wait to buy it. Uh, it's super weird. Yeah. So you're talking about 25 bucks if you get it in, oh my God, how about the promo video? Yeah, I think it's 25 bucks if you get it right now. Okay. Going all the way up to 70 bucks eventually. Okay. If you're, uh, if you hold off or if you're late late to the party. So, and there's pricing tiers along the way. It goes up, you know, 20 bucks after the first million paper pay-per-view buys. Uh-huh. Very strange. Now, it will be on regular pay-per-view as well. Oh, okay. But so was the last event, but it is this kind of big promotional thing. Another interesting business side cuz I just get interested in this stuff, man. Mm-hmm. I apologize. Is that it was Logan Paul's camp that put the deal together. They had approached Floyd Mayweather according to this report. And they had the specs laid out and the money laid out before it was signed on the dotted line. So that goes back even more so into the realm of fighting becoming social media or an extension of social media. Uh-huh. All right, now the fight. So Floyd May- Mayweather's 50 and 0. The, o. the O will means he's never lost a fight. Yeah, That's what the O means. Uh. Uh, on the flip side, Logan Paul also has an O in his record. His O stands for never having won a fight. Mm-hmm. Having two professional fights. He's 0-1. and one. He's 0-1. I guess he had a draw. The first one was a draw. A draw and then a loss to KSI. So on paper, you look at that and you say, what exactly are we doing here? What? How does he stand a chance? What exactly is happening well, in, in this exhibition match? The size. Okay, so the, then the we have this piece, which is maybe you can you get the thing sanctioned because Logan Paul is much bigger. Floyd Mayweather is not a large person. He 
his last fight, he came in at 150, right around 150 pounds. Logan Paul, on the other hand, 6'2", 200 pounds. Now, in fighting, in boxing, this type of tango would never take place. Those would be vastly different weight classes. Mm. However, the skill gap here is significant, and I suppose it's significant enough to get the fight sanctioned. You have the guy with next to no experience, very little amount of experience, being much larger than the guy with maybe the most experience, the most experience winning of anybody currently boxing. And never, not really getting hurt badly. And, and arguably one of the best, not arguably, one of the best defensive, arguably the, the best yeah. defensive boxer ever, uh, dancing and bobbing and weaving and poking and, and all the rest of it. Uh -huh. So, what happens in the match? Oh, no headgear, by the way, right? No headgear. Yeah. So what happens in the match? We're still waiting for official rules. Boxing is a tremendously exhausting sport. Yeah. Just moving about in the ring and throwing punches, tremendously exhausting. The conditioning for boxing, unreal. I, got I, I have a ton of respect for anybody who, who goes out and does it. I don't care if your last name is Paul or Mayweather. To, to train and to take it seriously and to be able to stand out there, throw punches, move around. Risk getting knocked out. Risk getting knocked out is beyond what the average person sitting on the couch is prepared to actually do. Yeah. So I'll put the respect there on that accord. However, there's no doubt that in this case, it's totally possible for Mayweather to dance around, dance around that ring. I mean, really dance, land his shots, and avoid punches from Logan Paul, even though he has 50 extra pounds. Yeah. Right? Mayweather has avoided getting hit from guys who box their whole lives and definitely have more speed than whatever Logan's going to be able to bring. Mm -hmm. So why is he going to get hit now? The only way he's getting hit now is if he's been slacking hard, chilling, drinking beer, and not caring about training at all. I'm talking about Mayweather. Yeah. Which yeah, yeah. I highly doubt that's his lifestyle now. Because no, I feel he's constantly training. He's constantly even training. Events. He put he put away four hundred million dollars when he fought McGregor. Hmm. Four hundred million dollars. You don't think it's always on the back burner? I may have to do this again. Yeah. I may want to do this again. Yeah. I may want to go make one thing's for certain, Will. He's going to dance around the ring. All right? He's going to have fun with it. He's going to have sure. fun. And he's going to make a lot of money. And the, both of them are going to make a lot of money. Yes. And by attaching, by, by, by Logan getting this deal done and attaching himself to Mayweather, and I felt this same way about Paul fighting Robinson, as opposed to YouTubers fighting YouTubers in this weird social media thing, yeah. when they go across... They rope and, the professionals. And, and rope the professionals in... Now you have two worlds colliding that might yeah. not typically collaborate. Yeah. And what you end up with, and I saw this happen with the Jake Paul Nate Robinson knockout, is you had NBA players tweeting about it. Right, right. And you had the real fight press talking about it. Having you had ESPN having to say Jake Paul. Yeah. And that's where the genius of the thing comes in. Is even if Logan has to chase him around and lose the fight 
and not look all that great and not look like a boxer because most don't against Floyd Mayweather, he still has now inserted his name in a place that would be where it would be near impossible to, with the snap of your fingers, insert yourself into all those new worlds yeah. that belong to all those people. They definitely win, both of them. And when it comes to just selling the damn thing, yeah. you have buyers coming from two seemingly way apart that come together for this purchase. Yeah, it's, It reminds me sort of of how somebody like Rogan can go out and get a podcast with Kanye West. Mm-hmm. Like these, when you merge these, when you merge worlds together that don't normally collide, you end up with a multiplier effect take place when it comes to hype. Because yeah. you feel as though the thing becomes representative of those tr- two groups meeting completely. Mm-hmm. And so I thought about that as well. When I saw this deal get done, I thought about immediately, I thought about KSI. Yeah. Because I was like, wait, KSI wins the fight. Yeah. He, I mean, it's close, whatever, but he officially wins the fight, the original. And he doesn't get the opportunity. Now, granted, I don't know if he wants it. I don't know if he was attempting to get it. He has his own, again, he has like his music career. No, he's doing other well, things. He's, he's absolutely doing other things, but it's a curious makeup. I yeah. think from a marketing perspective, this one bridges a wider divide mm-hmm. when you look at the, the independent fan bases. And then also building off what happened with his brother recently and the name right. kind of combining around, because like I said, you had Snoop Dogg on the call. Yeah. Snoop Dogg was commentating the Jake Paul fight. Yeah. Like this is there are things happening here that well it's all attention at the end of the day and it's all what you're willing to pay for and it's all about money at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way it and goes. People are going to they're going to watch it. That's just they're the way it consume. goes. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. And especially those late people that are paying 70 bucks for it there's money to be made. Oh yeah. Don't get confused about what's going on. There's money to be made and this dance it's an expensive dance. Mhm. To watch these two people march around that and i'm not saying they're not, that they don't have to box they do but it's all business i guess even like the pre-fight all that hype the there's money to be made there's money to be oh made. yeah there's merch there's money to be made yeah there's videos there's build up there's ad revenue there's sponsorships there's money to be made oh yeah these two guys are going to act like they hate each other for the next until february mm-hmm. and then at the end of it they're going to sit there, take a little sip, some cognac, something like this, shake hands and say, enjoy the rest of your life with those extra few hundred million dollars. 